We are not dealing with pharmaceutical grade fentanyl. Every day, these street chemists are coming up with something because the drug users are, you get tolerance to it, you build a tolerance. I was like lightheaded a little bit and started almost choking. I couldn't breathe. I'm very mindful if I don't touch my face, if I have gloves on, but did I wipe my nose with my wrist? Did, did I use something? I don't know. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Uh, just drinking a nice uh, White Claw Surge <laughs> hard seltzer. What's this one? Lime flavored? I don't even know. White Claw Surge, 8% alcohol instead of 45 or whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> nice. Cool. Yeah, I mean, they're the same price, so why not get you know more of a buzz out of it? I mean, yeah. everyone, everyone spikes it with vodka anyway. So, uh, but yeah, these things, it, it, they taste a little more like you're drinking cough syrup than hard seltzer, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and they knock you the fuck out. <laughs> like if you need to sleep for 10 hours, drink like four of these <laughs> and you will, you will be out. Yeah, so, I, don't know. I never really got into the hard, uh, hard seltzer thing. I like them because I just never get a hangover from them ever really yeah it's it's like more water based than um they put like antioxidants in it or some shit or some so somebody told me i don't know but i just i never feel really dehydrated you know i still drink lots of water obviously but um yeah i don't know it's just just you know vodka and white claw just seems to go together well to me it gets me the kind of buzz that i like uh not too heady more of a body buzz um and doesn't make me feel like shit the next day so works out for everyone <laughs> so nice yeah um so i mean we it's a weird week this week there's not a ton of big uh stuff going on obviously there's one kind of big thing that happened this week uh since we recorded last that we'll talk about and then the rest is sort of a uh a mixed bag a hodgepodge of, if you will sorry so let's just let's just talk a about menagerie the- <laughs> yeah <laughs> A fruit salad of uh, an armada <laughs> of various news stories. Right, I just kind of scraped this along. Actually, you messaged me today, and you're like, "You good to record today?" And I was like, "Oh fuck, it's Wednesday." <laughs> I didn't even pay attention <laughs> to it. I had sort of like a business dinner I had to go to last night. Uh, oddly enough, um, oh, <laughs> that whole ma- the whole making money thing that people do is su- such a foreign idea to me, but it was <laughs> kind of necessary. So, I, I probably should get around to that one of these days. You know, I mean, if you can figure out ways to make money without actually having to work for someone else, I recommend it highly. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, And I'm not talking like Bitcoin scam, you know, (laughs) fucking pyramid bullshit, although that's seemingly more popular. No, that's making that's that's making money by giving your money to somebody else who's fucking suckering you. That's that's what this guy just scammed me out of a thousand bucks. And now I got to go scam 10 other people to get my money back. All right. (laughs) Right. So then that guy can blow all his fucking fortune on a website that he destroys with every passing fucking right. week. Um, which, by the way, I don't know if is your fucking mobile version. You, 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 
do you use the mobile or are you mostly on your desktop uh are we talking about twitter, twitter yeah about twitter yeah I, I mean i have the app on my phone i try not to use it as much as i do on my laptop but it's it, it's you know, it's, it's so fucking like the feed's so broken today since he added this weird like for you versus the following like it, it seems to have split up the good tweets in between the two and every time i refresh i get like tweets from fucking yesterday that are totally irrelevant now Huh. In, the, in the for you it, I, he fucking completely destroyed the fucking algorithm on the feed it's just awful i haven't noticed any of that no i mean it's but like i'll go on facebook and it'll show me posts that i've already seen from people from six seven days ago oh that i mean that and algorithm's been fucking garbage oh, for years it's, it's terrible oh, like, oh did you did you miss this you know 500th baby picture that your friend posted because you might want to like it it's like no i don't want to encourage <laughs> nope. more of that sorry it's one good thing about Instagram. It's like, you know, yeah, it, it's kind of annoying if you want to go back and look for something, but like it shows it to you and then it just fucking shoots it away into the oblivion, you know, into the into the ether. And then, you know, you, you get the most current shit regardless of when you uh, you open it. I've noticed I was trying to search for something today. I was trying to search for a tweet that was embedded in an article, but I closed the tab on the article. So I was like, well, I'll just go find their tweet, you know, by searching for it. And it wouldn't pull it up by typing. Like, you know, I literally copy and pasted the tweet into the search bar and it wouldn't bring up the tweet. Yeah, that's a really bad feature that Twitter does not let you just do like, that. It, it lets you search for maybe one or two keywords. And if there's more than one or two keywords, it just says no search results found. It's also fucking insane that I can't just copy and paste a URL into the Twitter search. Like, yeah, you could put it in your browser, but like like when you're on your phone and shit, like if you just want to pull up in the mobile and not have to have that weird like, oh, sign into Twitter on your browser or shit. You can't just search for a fucking tweet by its URL, which is fucking huh. stupid. I don't know if I you mean, ever tried that. I, but- can, I can search for articles. Oh, sounds like somebody just fell down the stairs in my apartment. I can search for articles by URL no, you on can, my browser. You, that, you could fine. So on your mobile, if you happen to have a tweet uh, address, you know, like a like an actual URL to a tweet, you can't like put that into Twitter search and then pull up that tweet. Like, huh. You won't find it. it's fucking insane. I hope everyone listening is appreciating the the tech service we're providing to our audience right now. Um, that we're you know doing doing a little IT uh, <laughs> support here for awful. for Twitter <laughs> users. That's, that's become like sixty percent of my job at my actual job now, which is is bizarre because like it's not Pro- providing free IP support to your you know your your fellow employees just to like help them do their job on the website basically basically yeah, yeah. or just do with the with because i mean we're yeah basically you know not to not to get too much into it but i'm basically like there to help improve processes and like this the software that we use but it's also become like how do i do this and how why isn't this loading and why am i getting this blank sheet when i try to print this job ticket and like yeah so it's it's become an interesting sort of it hybrid job when i'm not at all uh you know, somebody who's been in an IT position before, but yeah. it's, uh, it's it's interesting. Have you ever worked at a place that like tried to restrict what websites you could go to? Like you're only allowed to use the company website to do the company business. And it's like, <laughs> you know, that's like just literally not possible right. with all with all the extra things that any job forces you to have to do that are outside your wheelhouse. No, you right. I, yeah, I, I've heard of places like that. And I know people who work at places like that. Luckily, our place is not. Maybe just because it's a little, it, it, my job is, and again, not to get too much into it because I have shit that I've signed, but like, it's very wild west in a lot of ways where it's not. Did they like, make you sign an NDA? 
Yeah, I did to an extent. I mean, I mean, I, I don't remember exactly what I signed, so I don't want to, I don't want to risk it. But um, uh, it's, I mean, it's probably just a standard non. Yeah, you know, it's a boilerplate like nobody thing, would fucking but... do anything with. But yeah, there's for sure a non-compete. But no, I mean, uh, yeah, honestly, it's Wild West in a good way, where it's like they don't fucking micromanage you. They let you do your job as long as you're not like a dipshit. You know, nobody really bothers you and kind of lets you do your thing which is nice uh but definitely not it's not always been my experience at different places so, so it's not the wild west and that it's a bunch of right-wing racists trying to kill off all the indians well there's some of that too i mean it is I, f- I felt like there was i felt like there was <laughs> that's every but that's any job where you work with hundreds of people and especially in like a manufacturing type uh yeah, job yeah, you're gonna totally. be stuck with a bunch of people who just fu- not only have like crazy crank opinions but also just feel the need to like apropos of nothing talk about their crank opinions like you know, hey, oh hey, uh, how's how's your drive in? Hey, so did you see what uh fucking uh, Biden did the other? I'm just like, oh Jesus Christ! Did you hear about Stovegate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, we'll get to that. So let let's get to some other fucking right wing cranks. Um, this time of the international variety, because the big story this week obviously was um the attempted coup uh, uh of the Brazilian government uh because. The uh, rightly elected, uh, newly elected President Lula uh, took power uh, on, I believe, that day or maybe the couple days before. But it was like, two days before, yeah. Okay, Jan- yeah. January 6th is like the big day for <laughs> apparently everyone. Um, and, and these fucking, you know, MAGA adjacent Brazilians it's, uh, it's so who, who were literally cosplaying as the people, the, the QAnon shaman, they were dressed up as him. There was a fucking guy, right, that dressed yeah. with the QAnon, as the QAnon shaman with, like, Brazilian flag colors. With, it's like, you do know. you know, did they not know what happened to that guy? <laughs> right, did they? But there are to any of those people. The great thing is that Brazil, unlike uh, America, actually arrested a bunch of them on site, like, versus, like, us. Yeah. Where just like, and they, oh, they did help the, us on Twitter. They did the awesome thing they do in Latin America where they fucking handcuff them and put them face down on the ground. <laughs> right. So, like, I mean, we do that here too, but not like in groups. You know, no, we do that to people black like, here, and like not if they yeah. only if they're protesting actual good causes here. We don't we, we don't do line them up face down like they do down there. You know, we'll we'll arrest one person face down and then take them away. But like there, they they like fucking put them out on display. Like it right. really is the wild west, right? Like call you motherfuckers. So yeah, they they storm the uh, the the I think the Congress, the Brazilian Congress, and they you know tried to. You know, they didn't really have much like the fucking January 6th mouth breathers. They didn't really have a solid plan outside of just cause chaos and see what happens. I mean, obviously, given the context and given the historical context of attempted coups in Latin America, I'm sure that they had some influence and or funding and or help and or encouragement from, uh, let's just say Western uh, source and Northwest from, from Langley, Virginia. <laughs> yeah. From a, from a little, uh, yeah. little, little town, a uh, little, little, you know, quiet, sleepy town in Virginia known as Langley. Um, yeah. So I'm sure that that was probably a factor, but sh- look, there's a ton of fucking right wing cranks. I mean, go to, you know, go to Miami. That's what fucking Jair Bolsonaro did. He fucking fled, you know, just days before, co- coincidentally. Well, technically, he's in Orlando, but there's not much daylight between the two. No, I, right. I mean, honestly, to, to be fair. Actually, yeah. there's a lot of daylight because it's very sunny down there. But uh... <laughs> but no, it's 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 a it's a shithole fucking haven for for gusanos and all sorts of, you know, right wing Latin American fascists. It's it's that open borders basically for them uh, in Florida. So he's down there right now. Uh, in the hospital again. I don't know if he's actually out at this point, but he 
once again was admitted to the hospital with uh well so the, people are speculating it's because of the stab wound he had it's like continually giving saying, him yeah. problems but it's also like you know it's 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 the tactic of like you know if you get dragged into court you show up with a neck brace and a wheelchair even though you're <laughs> fine you know like <laughs> right. that's in in 1990 uh for when the uh when Vince McMahon was on trial for steroid distribution, <laughs> he showed up to court with a fucking neck brace on and claimed. Oh, it this like is a, it's it's like it's a, it's a classic and it's a, a cliche. And allegedly, like after he was it was acquitted, then this is like the federal government. He was on trial, you know, for basically running a steroid ring, which he totally fucking did, but somehow got out of it. Um, at, at the after party, he allegedly like took it off and threw it up in the air and fucking <laughs> just, just <laughs> such a what everyone bag. does. There was there was a fucking one of my favorite documentaries of all time uh, about a coal miner strike back in the seventies. Um, one of the uh, there was there was a union boss who uh, literally like murdered the guy who was running against him in an election. Jeez. Oh, and when he got, went on trial, he shows up with like a, in a wheelchair, like and but the footage shows him just like a few months prior, totally fine, giving <laughs> speeches, talking about how, you know, the, but like, yeah, yeah, he literally like a, a union fucking boss this is back in the 70s and this is in Kentucky. So anything goes uh, had his opponent murdered and they also murdered his entire family. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, that's that was originally like the the beginning of the focus of the film was just that, but then they all went on strike, so that became like the bigger focus of the entire finished documentary. Um, that that's happened a couple times too, where people like fucking uh, Weinstein showed up to his trial in a wheel. Remember when he showed up in a wheelchair and was like incredibly fit, frail, out of nowhere with no oh, like disclosed Bill, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby did right. the same <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's what you do. You just a sad old grandpa. You really want to put me in jail? Come on. You want to put my sweaters in jail? Really, America? <laughs> I can't believe they fucking let him out and he's going to tour again. Just... Is he really? Is yeah, he, yeah. Is he out? Oh, he's out and he's planning, uh, uh, plotting a tour. Yeah. With OJ Simpson? Are they going to go? Right, I just imagine being the kind of person that's like, I will pay money to see Bill Cosby do comedy in 2023. It's, you know, there's people that think that, you know, that he was just set up and framed simply because he was a prominent African-American male, uh, which is, I mean, not unheard of but like come on but it but the, <laughs> the, the people that think that all have you know wives named emily it's not it's a very specific subsect of of the population that that, that thinks that bill cosby was yeah. framed yeah i mean it's you know it's, it's one thing if it just came out of nowhere it's another thing if you know he spent uh literal decades making jokes about doing the thing that he actually did right and was accused it's by little, like 70 fucking women little, <laughs> little 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 bit of a tell when you're like oh yeah you know i just just drug him and then you know drop him in a limo after i'm done yeah uh unfurling my robe so well so yeah um so yeah but in in any event the the brazilian coup attempt uh was unsuccessful you know the brazilian police uh or and the brazilian military what what elements of it were actually left that were loyal to the the government and the institutions that they allegedly serve you know got in and and broke it up and you know arrested the the uh, people rioting and and uh trying to coup the government but like there was a significant police presence in within the coup sort of you know uh regime or coup whatever like a group and lula you know unlike the fucking unlike joe biden or any of the other 
Democrats actually was like, look, you can't fucking trust the police in this country. Like there's a good section of them who, who are just going to be loyal to the right. far right cranks. And that was the thing that, you know, the Democrats fucking gave the cops more money after January 6th. Not right. like, hey, we need to investigate and flush out all of these fucking, you know, right wing maniacs and neo-Nazis that are in the government that are sympathetic to these uh, far right lunatics. Like, no, let's just give them, you know, millions and millions of dollars. Well, they they get that that's the way you keep law and order, you know, law enforcement officers on your side so that when there is a riot or, you know, a attempted uh, mini coup that they don't join up with those people. And that's, that's kind of the, the fear in Latin America is that, you know, that could happen a lot more easy. That's, that's right. the thing that, you know, Maduro understood. Uh, and that's, you know, like make sure that your military officials are not dissatisfied, you know, well, and unfortunately. Right. And that's, that's why uh, Maduro like was so smart to kind of, Make sure that, you know, for whatever it is, but, you know, making sure that they receive favorable treatment, paying them off, whatever. He made sure he has the military on his side because he knows that that's the the first place that the right wing, you know, fascists and the Western governments will go to destabilize you is to try to get enough of the, the military on their side to, to make it untenable for you to stay in power. So. That's why you have to be a fucking bastard when it comes to stuff and like that's, that. And that's why we didn't take January 6th very seriously, because we're like, that's not a, not really a real coup It wasn't attempt. a real coup. It was a bunch of people, yeah. Whereas this, you Constantly. could argue, you know, more or less that it was or wasn't, or, you know, had the risk of becoming something bigger, because, uh, you know, you had, you had a bunch of fucking, you know, far-right fascists in the military who completely supported taking out Lula, and... Uh, completely support Bolsonaro. Um, and it's also, it was a very close election too, you know, and these people also think that, you know, that they're not doing a coup. The coup was done to them and they're protesting the coup. Right. Uh, but also like, you know, they did it two days after. Um, so like, what were they going to do? You know, like he's already been inaugurated. It's the day off. Nobody's in the building, you know, like what, what, what was their, what was their plan? They had even less of a plan than the people that kind of stormed in on, on January 6th. So uh, I did have a little bit from a New York Times piece about it today. Uh, I wanted to read a couple paragraphs here, um, not because I agree with anything this person has to say, but just to show how fucking shit libs will try to take any chance they can to equivocate far-right fascists with the fringe left, as they call it here. So just try to not throw up when I read this. Okay. I don't even have the guy's name, but I've seen his face on the New York times before, but basically he's just, he's an op-ed writer. Uh, instead of attempting to halt the work government or disrupt it in the transfer of power, the Brazilian writer stormed into Brasilia three power square at a time when it's council building, the Congress, the Supreme court and the presidential palace were largely empty. The Congress wasn't in session. The already invested president, uh, Luis Inacio Lula, Silva was already touring flood damage. I mean, you know, it's like like Bernie. He's <laughs> down in Puerto Rico. <laughs> right, actually doing the shit. Yeah, uh, Bolsonaro himself was hanging out in Florida. That's a fun way to put it. Being in the hospital with a stab wound, not hovering nearby. <laughs> there was no handover of power to forestall, no government to seize, no leader to restore. The only, very pithy, 
New York Times writer. The only reason to, to mount such a protest now, it seemed, was the date. January 8 is close to January 6. To provide the necessary imitative frisian. Okay. You can look at Brazil's January 8th and see two tendencies of contemporary populism confirmed. First, oh. the way that today, there's that word, populism. <laughs> Drink. D- doing things that are popular, bad. Bad. Yep. Nope. Yep. We do things that are unpopular because that's the hard that, work that of is, government. And just as a pause for a second, that is like the number one goal of the New York Times is to equate the idea of populism and doing things that people want with right wing, far right lunatics. Like that is the number <clears throat> right. one goal is to make that word trigger that in your head. But uh, yeah, continue. Right. Well, and Bernie Sanders, too. Oh, wait, know, wait, exactly. They're the same. They're the same. Like, what, uh, yeah. What's Bernie the and Trump. He's, he's giving people what they want. We can't have that. <laughs> right. First is the way that today's populist movements and politicians tend to alienate and alarm the stakeholder groups whose support they would need for any true regime change or revolution. Stakeholder groups. He literally said stakeholder groups. That's the people you need to appeal to. It's the it's the you know the fucking board of directors it's the pe- it's the fucking stockholders that's who you need to appeal to right. not the people this was clearly true uh on january 6th in the united states where every major institution was against the trumpists leading to populist philippics against not only the news media and the courts but also the fbi and the military so he's literally saying, like, these people are so unreasonable. They were opposed to the FBI. <laughs> Can you imagine having a problem with the FBI? Yeah. Last paragraph. This leaves those who can't rally to liberalism, who are stuck for one reason or another on the right or the left wing fringe with two main options. They can look hopefully in the chaos for hints of a more constructive populism, or they can try to look beyond populism entirely. Treating it as a failed experiment, this is where he's saying what we should do, treating populism as a failed experiment, as fundamentally unreal in both its plans and its effects as January 8th or January 6th. What the, what the fuck does that even mean? I, I, I just love how the only way we could possibly process instability in right-wing coups in Latin America is through the fucking lens of our like goofy fucking faux coup attempt by a bunch of you know fat fucking middle midwesterners you know in their 50s versus like actual historical fucking documented instances of uh coups and attempted coups in latin america most of which were backed and or completely planned by our fucking government and our cia <laughs> like that's not the lens that we yeah. that he approaches this with there's no fucking it's, mention it's still it's it's just like you know but to, just trying to to match it up with the the far left wing fringe well and then that whoever that is right i mean there there is no far left fringe in this country you know there's there's you know there's people on twitter who are good at fucking ratioing these fucking idiots but there is no far left political movement in this country there just isn't no no i think you know people were deluded into thinking that there was one but i mean there was certainly a center left on a on a global scale you know movement in this country that would have done a lot better than what we were on the path for but that was immediately crushed so tells you how fucking poorly an actual left movement in this country would fare using the current electoral framework which was built you know to completely stymie and uh stop any and all actual changes 
like that would help people like that's the entire point of our fucking well we have to prevent populism of government we we have to shut it down we can't let popular things happen because you know it's it's exactly it's it's like this this it's 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 the aaron sorkin brain again that we have to have a very small group of very highly educated ivy league people be in charge of everything but because if we had real democracy people would make bad choices that aren't in their own best interest right that's that's what it is it's just you know i think that's the biggest issue is if you have any sort of positive um image and or uh view of the of any of the founding fathers of this country you're way more susceptible i think to sort of that placation when it comes to this and if you you know rightfully view all of them as some sort of a monster in in one way or another whether they or not they were you know slave owners or just rich fucking elite elitist pricks like hamilton who didn't have slaves but like you know was maybe uh, you know even more of an elitist prick than some of the slave owners in congress at the time like it's just you know when you when you actually look at all of these people and you realize that these are the people responsible for the uh, system of government that we have, you realize that our government was built by the 1700s equivalent of like the Elon Musk's and the Mark Zuckerberg's of the world. And you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Imagine if we let those monsters uh, design a system of governance that we would follow for the next I mean, you the, know, two centuries. The Democratic Party didn't even have primaries until the last hundred years. It was <laughs> right. It was just it was only the super delegates. There was, still, no I was gonna say they still primary. don't really, but yeah, you know right. now we pretend to at least. I mean that's that's nice, you know, we, we at least pretend to. You know, and if anything, you know, Republican Party doesn't have super delegates. So it's like if anything, they're the more no, well, and, democratic and party choosing it, the candidates. It's been proven that they yeah, they actually do have a more democratic system because they let a fucking maniac like Donald Trump win their nomination and win the presidency. There's no mechanism in place to actually protect the uh, establishment's interests in the Republican Party like there is in the Democratic Party, which is really telling for the uh, alleged left wing, you know, political party in this country. But I mean, would you you say would you say Trump? I mean, this is this is a big, broad question, kind of a sidetrack. Would you say Trump? Which version of would you say chaotic neutral or chaotic? I don't think he's chaotic evil, honestly. Like uh, Dick, Dick Cheney is, he's chaotic for sure. I don't know which Dick Cheney. I would say he's like neutral evil. Like tr- yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah, not 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 chaotic evil, but he's definitely like he, not, not quite lawful either because he is a little. He does have a little bit of that. Ah, fuck it. Like just throw you know whatever. Let's just do it. Sort of energy. <laughs> so yeah, I think neutral evil is probably good for for Dick Cheney. Chaotic, chaotic neutral for Trump. For sure, Trump. Trump like swings the entire fucking spectrum at any given time, depending on his and his mood or whether or not his, he's his, had his, his diet coke for the day. His chaos is so low energy, though. You know, like he does when you when you see him just kind of just give up and shrug and be like, "Yeah, oh, okay." It, it is sometimes, but <laughs> then like he gets his moments. That's that's the funniest shit. And then like his cocaine energy too, when he's on stage like at a rally, like his two fucking his two yeah. It, it's that's that's his id coming out. It's very. <laughs> It's very amusing. Both the fucking both. spread of McDonald's food in the fucking Lincoln <laughs> room with the fucking painting. To this day, I will never see a funnier image taken in the White House. 
That, that was the most American image of all time. Like I'm the that, most American. That that the should be American. in the Louvre or like or in the fu- that that should seriously be like a painting, like a fucking like a fresco in the fucking Smithsonian hanging up. Do you even know? That do they have? Is there any plan to build a, a Trump presidential library of any kind? Oh, he'll definitely. I, there's no way he doesn't fucking do that shit before he. Dies. I haven't heard any. I haven't seen anything about any kind of. And those things usually start getting plans like years in advance too. Right. Obama's was it. like right as he was leaving office, they were fucking breaking. Oh yeah, they're building it. it right now. Except his is not even a presidential library because they didn't want it to be a public archive. They wanted to have a corporately curated archive of all the image and wasn't it sponsored by some awful company like doesn't isn't some i forget who but i remember at the time it it was the taxpayers were forced to sponsor it by giving up uh like 25 acres of public park land right and and then but then wasn't it also i mean i could be completely memory holing this but i could have sworn like goldman sachs or somebody was like the one of the primary named sponsors of the like a it's like a one and a half billion dollar fucking complex they're building yeah it's it's and i'm sure there's a ton of just the worst corporations are putting money on it so they can have their name you know stamped into a brick on a you know wall next to a fucking basketball court with a big nike logo on it yeah i'm just looking at his his uh his website right now okay so some of the contributors at the one million dollar level uh all state uh at&t um Mark Benny? Oh no, never mind. I thought, I thought that was the Game of Thrones guy. Oh, Boeing. <laughs> uh, I have some bombs in there. Bunch of random financial groups I haven't heard of. I'm sure they they're in some horrible fucking industry. Uh, Capital One. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mark Cuban's foundation, which I'm sure is another money laundering uh, enterprise. Yeah, there's some uh, some private health insurance companies in there. Oh yeah, uh, FedEx, Fidelity, Ford. Uh, Bill and Melinda Gates, of course. Oh, Um, (laughs) Oh, Goldman Sachs Foundation. Goldman Sachs Philanthropy Fund. Goldman Sachs Philanthropy Fund again. So I guess they donated $2 million. How many different different fucking billionaires do they have to cover shit for? (laughs) Google.org. I'm not really sure what that is. Um, But uh, Guggenheim Capital. Probably a porn site. It's it's porn. Google.org is porn, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So on and on. Oh, the Michael Jordan and family. Come on, MJ. What the oh, fuck are you doing, God. man? I mean, it's Chicago. I, mean, I guess it's, it's you know he, he's a prick. No, he's a prick. He's always been like a. I mean, he's a billionaire. Like you know, he's he's he's. he's you watch you watch the documentary the same as oh, I he's did. he's the biggest a fucking yeah. lunatic. <laughs> he's a fucking. He would be a nightmare. And they got to fi- they got to finally show the real Michael Jordan and not oh, the polished great. image from the nineties. And you you see that he's a fucking. You know, like his eyes are yellowed over and he can't stop smoking <laughs> cigars and he can't stop fucking swearing and he can't stop gambling. He's probably got his fucking father killed. Yeah, no, I, 100%. I, 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 that's my favorite conspiracy theory that I legitimate, legitimately believe. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I think Larry Bird summed it up for all of us when he hugged him and said, fuck you, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? That great backstage uh, video they shot, or back. Yeah, there, I don't remember the whole thing. I remember that scene exactly, but it was. Yeah. It was, it was like after he, the bird was retired, and they had like met each other at like the NBA 100 celebration. It was like the hundreds greatest players. Yeah, and Jordan said some some smart ass thing to him, and he goes, "You bitch, fuck you," as he was hugging him. Nice. Well, um, speaking of bitches, we should probably jump ahead to uh, a couple other stories here. Yeah, uh, unless yeah. you had something else to. No, no, no. The, the 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 leading bitch in Congress right now, of course, is George Santos, who just yes. cannot 
not catch a fucking not catch a break this guy this guy this is like just he can't be real this has to be a fucking social experiment he just he looks like he's perpetually terrified of getting (laughs) fucking wedgied and shoved into a locker for good reason because he knows all the shit that's who knows what else we haven't heard yet i mean this just gonna keep coming it's just gonna keep coming and this is great because i always feel like you know we dunk on democrats so much that like we don't really you know focus a lot on fucking republicans because they're all scum and we everyone already knows that but this kid oh man (laughs) so so what what is the latest in this saga okay um all right, so this is, this is from the Daily Beast, um, and they're really good at, at muckraking, as you probably know. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, George Santos took donation from migrant smuggler. Migrant <laughs> oh, smuggler is a weird way of saying human trafficker. Yeah. But yeah. still, um, I guess the, the difference would be, you know, people who want to be trafficked versus people who are being traffic, trafficked against their will. Right. But, I mean, they're still paying, like, extortion levels of money to get where they want to go. So I love that just right out of the gate, they're fucking hitting him. Embattled rep George Santos took an almost certainly illegal donation from an Italian national and confessed smuggler of undocumented migrants who also happens to be the blood relative of some of his closest local supporters and campaign vendors. So just the fact that it's somebody who's fucking Italian, Italian human trafficker just makes it even funnier for whatever reason, just because. I don't know, Sopranos, whatever. Yeah, no, it's it's preposterous. It's and this this guy's name too. The gift from Rocco Open Disano, expelled <laughs> from the US in January 2019, and who was subsequently intercepted piling a yacht packed with unauthorized migrants and two hundred thousand dollars in cash toward Florida, was just one facet of the support the freshman Republican and immigration hardliner received from the Queens based clan that controls the upscale eatery Il Baco. Santos, oh, so this guy's just like a fucking want. He's like not made, but he's a wannabe like trying to make, trying to make enough money to actually get on the radar of some fucking family. I'm sure. I, I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, this is the, the, I looked up the yacht. It's 63 feet long. So it's a pretty big fucking expensive yacht. All right. uh, Santos has been unabashed about his affection for the restaurant and his affinity for its owners. Rocco Obendesano's brother, Joseph and niece, Tina. As a truth challenge candidate, Santos appointed the father daughter pair plus her fiance to his small business for Santos coalition and made Tina its chair. The campaign, already known for its suspect money maneuvers, also spent $25,000 at Il Baco since the Republican launched its first run for his Long Island Queen seat in 2020, according to campaign uh, finance records. The campaign further reported owing Il Baco $18,000 just for its election night party in November. So he's spending money he doesn't have. So, of course, he's taking (laughs) bribes from fucking you know, exported Italian, Italian, uh, human traffickers, <laughs> human traffic. especially striking to legal experts is that more than half a dozen of those expenses marked food and beverage in the filing came in, in exactly $199 and 99 cents. One penny short of the threshold that would have required the campaign to retain receipts of the transaction. So it's like, Hey, could you, could you bundle all those bottles of wine into exactly $199 and 99 cent purchases so that we don't have to, you know, so we can fucking hide the money more. What's my bill? Oh, $20,000. How many times is $199.99? <laughs> <going through laughs> I have a gift card here from 
uh, I have a, a, a Visa gift card, now, exactly $199.99, and I've got uh, several hundred of them. How can it's I? Just like the worst fucking, you know, like how how like, servers get annoyed having to split the check. It's just the worst possible version of that. Just can you can you split oh this check seventeen hundred ways? <laughs> Is that okay? Can you do that for me? Anything's no one's gonna fucking look this shit up now. Like, okay, so <laughs> it gets even better. Okay, so here's where we get back to the boat. <clears throat> In December of that same year, a Coast Guard ship caught him steering a yacht. This is the, the fucking, the guy that owns the restaurant, um, the exported uh, Italian. In December of that same year, the Coast Guard ship caught him steering a yacht called the NXS Finally from Nassau in the Bahamas toward Golden, Golden Beach, Florida. And it's spelled I-N-X-S, like the band. <laughs> NXS, and you know how like they fucking name yachts where there's like a big story behind it that no one cares about except the person that owns the yacht, right? Right. Where it was like probably like, you know, back in the 80s, this guy was fucking young and his favorite band was NXS and like they, they toured all over Europe but never came to Italy, but finally one day they did. So NXS, finally. <laughs> name of the yacht. <laughs> I, I shit you not that that's Unreal. probably the story and nothing else. Oh yeah, no, for sure. For sure. He's just a really big fan of need you tonight. That's his, that's his fucking, that song speaks right? to him more than any other. <laughs> Suicide blonde. <laughs> in, his, in his plea deal, Rocco up opened to admitted oh, that when officials boarded the 63 foot pleasure vessel, he refused to let them in the board uh, in the boat staterooms uh official i don't know how you can deny someone like if they're if they're seizing your vessel how do you just like lock the door and like no you can't go in that part of the boat like what else do you have to hide at that point um i'm pretty sure the coast guard can just you know bolt cut that shit uh <laughs> officials brought the yacht to hallover inlet where customs and border patrol agents gained entry and discovered 14 undocumented chinese migrants and a Bahama national board, plus more than 200 grand currency stuffed into the bedroom walls. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck? And this is the, this guy fucking gave a donation to this fucking, to George Santos. I, I would have thought like Latin American, it. like sm he's smuggling Chinese migrants into this country. Like what the fuck? Through, through the Bahamas. Right. Cause clearly he, you know, he's trying to save them from the <laughs> oppressive nature of communism. Right. It's just uh, so bizarre. Like, I feel like you could just, fly here and just stay like if you want to come here illegally <laughs> like what's the fuck you know i mean there, there's a lot it's of um puddle jumping that people do to get around things like anyone that wants to go to cuba you know they have to fly to mexico first and then to cuba because if we if they're flying directly to cuba they can get in trouble right right uh, and there's just not flights going directly to cuba still mm. but yeah so I, I i read this and i was just like i've, I've got to share this fucking story this is too good not to share <laughs> God, I was I, I was I was looking up his name because I was going to try to pronounce it correctly because I'm sure the last name is getting butchered, but I actually genuinely don't know how. Open Desano. How else you would say it? Oh, oh yeah, Open Desano. Open Desano. But the first name is definitely Rocco. That's a it's a typical like New York Guinea name, Rocco. Oh, yeah. Hey. But uh, but yeah, Open. You're Desano. a bum, Rocco. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. No, what a Jesus Christ! This fucking guy. I, I I just it's it's amazing that he's just so blatantly comically corrupt that like even his fucking insanely corrupt colleagues just want nothing to do with him like we you know we saw during the fucking the speaker vote had nobody would sit with him or talk to him or be or like nobody wanted to be seen like in a photo with him they were just doing giving him the fucking like one to two person cushion everywhere around his seat but like 
just you know you got to be bad when the republicans won't fucking touch you with a 10-foot pole i mean it's 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 that he he's he was so lazy about all the different lies and corruption the right. things that were just so easy to to look up and fact check um it, it, you know like it, hiding the money is not hard to do like even if even if you're looking at like a secretary of state list of campaign contributions you know don't like change change the amount of money that you're being billed for don't have $199.99 six times in a row like just what a, what a fucking idiot like yeah, who, who was is. his treasurer that did that probably him under an assumed <laughs> name if i had to guess he just but, like you know had some friend from college he called up and was like hey i'll pay you six hundred dollars to just, be my treasurer uh, oh my treasurer uh rocco santos that's my trash my treasurer <laughs> totally not me just totally a picture of him with a goatee yeah. right just just oh my god what a fucking moron <laughs> Oh, well, you know, we, while we're on the subject of, of Republicans being morons, we should also talk about the uh, the big the big gate from this week, uh, oh, which Stovegate Stovegate, yes. because, yeah, and this is like a thing I've heard them complain about before. And I always kind of let it's the same as like you hear them complain about like, like, you know, light bulbs that don't cost a bajillion dollars and will burn your house if they tip over, you know. God forbid we have fucking energy efficient light bulbs or like toilets that don't flush 10 gallons of water when you flush them. These are like the common like boomer crank complaints that like re- like people who actually have things to worry about in their lives and aren't retired don't ever complain about. But um, it, it just made a bit. It was a big thing this week because I guess the Biden administration had come out. Um, and I don't know if they're like passing a law or trying to pass a law or just encouraging people to not. No, uh, it's it's not even that. It was it was somebody. Well, I just let me just read real quick here. So um, let's see. Biden administration official Wednesday said there is no ban on the sale of new gas stoves and works after a colleague's Monday comments raised possibility and sparked backlash from conservatives. The statement followed a commentary from Richard Trumpkin and uh, Richard Trumpkin Jr., a CPSC commissioner. That's the Consumer Protection, whatever, uh, to Bloomberg News on Monday. That such a move is possible in light of research showing that gas stoves pollute indoor air and suggesting they're responsible for an estimated 12.7% of U.S. childhood asthma cases. Roughly 40% of American households have gas stoves. That's pretty so, significant, that 12, that 12%. That's like not an uh, insignificant number. Well, here's the thing is they, they, they base that on, you know, not actual like testing in anyone's homes. That was just like based on how much the average they think whatever so it's it's like sure if you cook at home uh with gas for two hours a day with your windows closed yes that would be a problem but i don't know anybody that cooks with a gas stove for two hours a day like it's just you know and who is who isn't going to have ventilation um, no, I mean, you know, ultimately, I think it, obviously in a in a more sustainable future, we would move towards all electric stoves. And it's not a bad like I would never go out of my way well, to buy a gas stove over an electric. But I, nobody also nobody's like trying to take away your gas stove. Like, it's not like a fucking right. It's but this is this, so this is, it, well, I love this story because it represents like the 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 shittiest parts of liberalism and conservatism and right. that liberals will try to ban like the tiny fringe uh sources right, of like pollution the, like, like no, while no ignoring sugar, the fucking well, sugar the, sodas or like the you know right. 
So you know what's responsible for 70% of childhood asthma? Cars. Car pollution, I would imagine. Car pollution is responsible for 11,000 new cases of childhood asthma per day. Damn. Yeah, but they're not going to talk about that. They're going to go after like, oh, well, this one thing that does a small amount of pollution that most people don't use nearly enough for it to be a source of pollution at all. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, which, what's my gas bill every month from using a gas stove? It's like $3. <laughs> it's like I, I use so little of it. Is your gas bill really that low? Damn. I mean, probably a little bit more than that. Well, you, well like, if you're I don't have, I mean, you know, yeah, my radiator heat. It's Chicago. Hot water so or whatever. So, you know, like. Right. Every every fucking apartment built before 1960 in Chicago has radiator heat, so I don't have to pay for that. Oh, um, yeah. No, it's great. It, and, and the reason for that is because of fucking tuberculosis. Thank heaven. <laughs> they, uh, so they, all the boilers and, and radiator uh, heat systems in all the buildings built in the early part of the 20th century uh, in Chicago were designed so that you could have your windows open during the winter. They're that fucking hot <laughs> because they wanted to prevent things like tuberculosis from spreading. You know, back when we actually cared about airborne respiratory illnesses and like yes. took took, meth- took steps to prevent you from. Yes. Back when know, urban design through. had to consider things like overcrowding uh, in cities, which, you know, well, also, luckily we have no overcrowding anymore. So it's not an issue. So. No. Well, I mean, all the big <laughs> cities are fucking. I mean, Chicago's population decreases by like 18,000 people every year. Um, so it, it is, you know, part of, part of the problem of, of cities in the late 1800s was solved by sprawl, which created a much bigger problem in that the planet's now dying. Right. So <laughs> not yeah. a great, not a great side effect. Yeah. But it's the other part is, is just how hilarious it is that conservatives are just so thirsty for any fucking fake controversy to be like my freedoms, you know, like I'm going right. to go out and buy a pair of Nike socks and then cut them up and put it on social media. So you just gave Nike more money. You fucking moron. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, and, and of course they wouldn't do that because the Nike, you know, fucking child slave labor, fucking sweatshop labor. They just do it because of, you know, Nike put Colin Kaepernick on their ad campaign. Right. <laughs> just, the, just the dumbest fucking things. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're not going to fucking take away gas stoves anytime soon. If anything, the the only I mean, one of the biggest things, uh, the points of pollution is that even when you're not using it, uh, you know, most gas stoves are not real high tech. Right. And right, so they, they can, can leak. still leak gas while you're not using it. Exactly. So you could solve that really easily by just having airtight valves <laughs> on them. Right. That's that's an easy consumer protection to have if you really worry about leaking methane. Right. Um. But yeah, again, it's 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 like it's these these it's these fringe things like this that aren't nearly as big of a problem as the biggest elephant in the room that everyone latches onto as a cause to either support or uh, condemn <laughs> and make it into a fucking identity politics issue. Well, right. I mean, they know it's it's stupid, so it'll fucking it'll rile up the 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 fucking you know the the mess you know the 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 rabble basically it'll get them all riled up about it but it's not actually going to happen and it's like you said it's a minor fuck it like it's just just stupid but you know we need a culture war to to keep us distracted from every everything i I swear it's it's like can you just make your fucking bread in peace you know like (laughs) You know, they did, no, nobody really did, when they start, you know, heating homes with wood, 
and started heating them with coal. Did anyone, you know, throw a protest about it and say, you're not taking my lumber away? Like, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure some dipshits did, but you know, there's, there's dipshits in every, every century and every fucking, like, did you like fucking chopping lumber for three hours a day? <laughs> I was like going fun? outside in 15 negative below degree weather and chopping down a tree and waiting six I'm months like, for it I'm to dry. Captain America. I just ripped the logs apart with my hands. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like nobody's ever fucking, you know, aside from some, you know, outdoorsman type YouTuber. Nobody, right. nobody really likes chopping wood for more than about five minutes. You're fucking sick of it after like, that. Like everything else that we've, <laughs> when we advance past it technologically as a society, we just do it for recreation. Like, you know, we, we were, we used to run because we were, you know, trying to escape like predators. And now we just run for fucking fun or exercise because we're run you know. for fun. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> That's my favorite line from back to the future three, which we still haven't reviewed by the way. Oh God, I forgot about that. Yeah. We should get around to that one day. It's been, one day. It's been long enough that we can probably do that and not be like rehashing back to, or, you know, we would, but it's, it'll be fresher in our mind. Uh, yeah. Yeah. To do totally. that. It's way better than I remember. Oh, too, so good. By the way, it's great. I fucking love all three of those movies. Um, yeah, they are they are cherished cinema. Yeah, to be and, sure. and I'm glad the DeLorean Corporation went under when it did because if it stuck around and John DeLorean lived and became a fucking Elon Musk douchebag, it would have really, I think, hamp- like hindered the legacy of those movies. But because he flamed out so quickly and spectacularly, it, it kind of gives it that that I mean, 80s niche you know cheese like it, it, it's it's the way like if blockbuster was still around in like a mega corporation you know destroying small video stores we'd be like oh fuck fucking blockbuster we think of them like amazon or netflix but because they burnt out and we also equate them with like better times in our lives they they sort of have like shed all the sort of corporate baggage of of you know <laughs> of the shit that they actually did when they were totally yeah well it's it's you know at a certain point you your nostalgia for your own uh youth sort of just melts your own brain and your own criticisms about uh, a particular era right 100 um, percent. but that movie was totally i mean the first one was totally like you know part of the, the reagan years of recycling zeitgeist and selling the fifties back to people in the eighties to, you know, undo the years of anti-establishment counterculture of the sixties and seventies. Right. But, uh, but it does it, it does it in a way that makes you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, honestly, it, it, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't beat you over the head with, and it also shows you how fucking weird and twisted the fifties were too, you know, in it. So it's, it's, it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's great. It's, it's fucking awesome. Speaking but. of old movies, I I was um I watched a few Good Men a few weeks ago on cable. So you know, in five minute chunks with five minute commercials in between them, uh, and the movie holds up pretty well even on cable, except for how badly they have to edit all of Jack Nicholson's cursing in that movie <laughs> to the point where there's a section where they just overdubbed like two sentences long of him <laughs> with another actor's voice. It's clearly not even him doing the ADR for TV because they probably were like, well, we'll never be able to show this movie on TV. And then, you know, 20 years later, they were like, I found a way. Have we not got past Uh, like this as a as a culture and as a society that we can't fucking say fuck and shit on television anymore? It's on cable, too. It was on fucking fucking cable. cable. You could say any word. No, it's no penalty. And was it on at night? Like it wasn't on like at one in the afternoon? Yeah, this was like two in the morning. I was watching this shit. So so, what the fuck? Like, just do it. There's no FCC. 
the the uh, you know the FCC only governs uh, over the air broadcast. So right. like you know all the the news channels. You as a cable company could have people on your television at two in the afternoon saying fuck shit cunt piss like whatever you want. Like it obviously you you might not get the ad, the desired advertisers doing that, but. Like it's really fucking silly I mean, that we're that still. That was at this why level. HBO did it because they were like, "Hey, you're, you know, we don't have to worry about advertisers, so we can have fucking real sex volume ninety nine if we want to." <laughs> right, give us right. fucking you know ten bucks a month, or we'll put taxicab confessions on at ten. Do you remember Skinamax? You remember Skinamax? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, you put fucking pay for all the sucking and fucking you want in that hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the people that would you know figure out how to like hack the machine to get free porn <laughs> like the, the links people would go to before what a the weird internet fucking time that i do yeah what a, what a brutal fucking time to, to be you know and of age uh, so so the the fun fact about um the fun fact about a few good men that i looked up because i was just like oh i'm gonna hop on imdb and read some shit here i, di- I didn't know this till i looked it up but this was aaron sorkin's first screenplay this, yeah. this is where it all started, <laughs> right? He, so that's the thing. It's like he. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. But well, I it just you know he he got a little bit of uh you know fame and then was like, oh, I can rewrite anything I want to suit uh-huh. my my views of America, uh, in which the military is always right and it's just a few few uh, a few bad men that are the problem. Right. But apparently, the studio. So he wrote this as a play originally, and then optioned it as a screenplay, or he wrote the screenplay too. The studio was like, hey, we'd love it, but uh, if we're going to get Tom Cruise and Demi Moore, um, why don't we have a sex scene between them? <laughs> and his response, uh, apparently Rob Reiner was like, no, because uh, the purpose of every woman in a movie is not simply to have sex with Tom Cruise, um, but just said it would be unprofessional of these two lawyers to, to get it on in a movie that, that was all about their you know professionalism. And I'm I'm just sitting. I read that, and I was like, okay, well, good for them. But also, do you know any fucking hot single lawyers that don't fuck? <laughs> right, <laughs> because that is exactly what they would be doing in their off time. Because right. they wouldn't have time to like be looking for. Their, I mean, being a lawyer is so fucking time consuming and takes up so many hours of your day that like your only options pretty much are fucking other lawyers because yeah. you're not around anybody else ever. <laughs> so anyway i just i was just like i thought about it. i was like yeah actually they would be fucking they're yeah, two no, hot it, single lawyers it, it was realistic for sure that, that but yeah and sort and this thing is like sorkin is capable of writing a good script it's just when his fucking awful like completely tone deaf and fucking you know completely out of touch with reality politics are the subject of the script that it's unwatchable trash like he's actually not a bad dialogue writer when it's like a fucking story that is like already written or it's like a true story you know like when he did fucking social he's a, network he's a good writer or Moneyball. yeah or, he's a good know. writer when there's not a political agenda right to the to the film or, or the the franchise sports night one of the one of my favorite sitcoms ever sports night only had two seasons amazing show um but yeah and then you but then you watch the chicago six or seven whatever the fucking right. movie was oh god it's the absolute worst right where you try to make abby hoffman like a pro-government liberal basically like that's oh, just just those, those yeah. fucking scenes anyway yeah but i guess you know you hang out with rob reiner long enough and that's what you turn into oh, so god, fuck. <laughs> well yeah we, before we get out of here we wanted to also touch on the the um 
this has been an ongoing thing uh, for years, but it's it's just continuing to get more and more ridiculous. It's the Havana syndrome of the uh, local <laughs> of the, law, the local law enforcement here in America. Uh, oh my God! Of yeah. course, we're talking about the the dreaded uh, evil uh, the evil fentanyl that that is that is incapacitating officers left and right, despite it, the fact that it it's never fentanyl actually... or fentanyl. Uh, I've, I've been fent- hearing fentanyl. People but say fentanyl, but it's fentanyl. I mean, I in the pharmacy world, we always would say fentanyl, fentanyl, uh, because yeah. that's how it's spelled. With yeah, but um, but yeah, in, in any event, fentanyl, fentanyl, um, uh, is uh, yeah, is is a drug uh that you know ha- is a prescription drug, but that's also used recreationally, um, and it is a very pu- and then look it. So here's the thing. All these people are fucking lying. Nobody is overdosing from touching what they believe to be fentanyl, and and in most cases is not actually even fentanyl. But um, this 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 is total horseshit. Police departments have been, you know, I don't even think that they're all lying like outright intentionally versus like this is just a mass hysteria thing where they've seen it enough times on the news that they know, like if they suspect they've come into contact with fentanyl, their body literally shuts down because they're so fucking hysterically terrified of, of the fact that they touch fentanyl, you know? Well, it's so I I would say it's a mix of some of of that and then some PR propaganda. Right. And then just, you know, the, you know, the, 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 just the, I mean, I don't know what else to call it other than a histrionic personality disorder. Yeah. The, the idea that your life is so dull and your job is so dreary that here's a way I can act to get attention and, you know, be the hero and the victim at the same time. And the fucking local TV stations love this shit because this means ratings for them that a police officer was heroically saved by other police officers. But all it's doing is is it's going to make police officers genuinely afraid because they believe this fucking horse shit because they see other officers making fucking fake videos like this, right. uh, afraid to help people that actually are overdose, overdosing because they're going to think that, oh, it's like I need a hazmat suit to be in the same room as that. Right. And it's like, that's not how anything works. If that was the case, then how could doctors and nurses be prescribing it everywhere? It's it doesn't absorb through the skin unless it's like a fentanyl patch that you put on that has contact with your skin for which is hours. made for that purpose, right? And it's not like you touch it and you immediately like we used to open boxes of fentanyl because it like they it, it's primarily in, in a pharmacy setting it's prescribed in patches and it's like a box of ten, but sometimes the doctor would write for five patches, so you would actually we would open boxes without any sort of concern because they're wrapped fucking you know patches. And take five out and, you know, put them in the safe and put the other five in a bag or whatever. I'm sure the patch is inside some kind of, you know, seal, right? It's it's sealed, but it's not like, uh, you know, it's not fucking hermetic. Like, I'm sure it's fine. You're not going to fucking die from being in some contact with some paraphernalia that touched fentanyl. Right, exactly. So so this this last woman, (laughs) this, uh, what's her name here? Courtney Bannock. Uh, who did this very dramatic, you know, fall on your back and pretend to not be able to breathe act, which like doctor, I've, I've watched a bunch of videos of doctors reacting to this video. And they all said like that, those, that doesn't look like what a fentanyl overdose looks like. It looks like she, you know, watched other cops pretending to, and then just copied what they did. Right. And there's another video that the police put out where they, they edited it all together 
like professional video style and edit in sound effects of like car tires screeching to make it sound like you know other officers you know race to the scene to help him <laughs> but it's it's and it's like there's a, it's, it's a couple other articles that i were looking at today too that uh like the way that police officers have, are training themselves to position their body cams specifically to film stuff like this so they get the best camera angle when they're doing propaganda shit like that mm-hmm. um so this, this woman courtney bannock uh of course was trotted all over the media right and you heard um what i what i've already edited in that you were <laughs> anyway the magic of, of editing uh edited her uh commentary or her some of her comments at the beginning of the episode before the intro music there uh she's the media officer for that oh. town's police department the various police department it's a suburb of florida and regularly does ride-alongs with tv reporters just happened just just happened to be to be the one to uh you know sniff a dollar bill and then collapse for an hour uh, which which she said she doesn't remember because she had, says she had, she had gloves on, but says she doesn't remember if she might have uh, wiped her forehead or her nose with her wrist. But what she was inspecting was a rolled up dollar bill. Right. And then and then they said that, well, it was windy. So some of the fentanyl could have blown from the dollar bill into her nose. Like, was she fucking hold? Like, did she have it up? in her nose for that to ha- possibly you, happen you would literally have to smoke the dollar but and i still don't even think that that would get that would maybe get you high that would not make you overdose on fentanyl like it, it this is it, it, first of all if you if they were using that to actually snort fentanyl uh in, in that sort of a quantity uh they'd be fucking dead um so it's probably just a dollar bill that was used to fucking snort coke but uh even if there was some trace amount of fentanyl in that coke um it's not going to fucking, yeah, it, the, the, number one, there's not going to be any left if they use that to snort it. Number two, it's not going to fucking give you any sort of reaction whatsoever if you happen to come into, like, contact with a little fucking, you know, microgram of it. It's fucking preposterous to think that it would. It's, you know, and most of the, from what I've read today, I don't know a whole lot about fentanyl, but I know it's more potent than some other opiates. But most of the people potent. who D I mean, on no it yeah. are people that... It would, you know, we're doing some other kind of drug that was laced with it that they right. didn't know was in it. Right. It's not like a thing that people usually just take by itself because it is so potent, right? If you actually ingest it, not just by being near it and breathing air. <laughs> right. Right. So there was a, uh, <laughs> there's actually medical companies that are trying to do studies uh, and do outreach to police to not make them afraid. <laughs> right because they know that these fucking cops are idiots like they're all they're like do you think that any one of these cops that's done one of these fake uh these uh fo- uh, overdose as they're calling them videos do you think any one of them aren't a christian no no for sure for sure this, this, is, is, this is this is like histrionic personality is disorder 101 this like is the, like the talking in tongues of, the, of, the, 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 of the right law enforcement the myth yeah. of christians being massacred by gladiators in rome by the tens of thousands when it was actually about 30 total in all of history <laughs> not thirty thousand, just 30 just them. 30 ever yeah. <laughs> right so it's that thing it's like look how you know look how persecuted we are and how victimized we are by our own fucking ignorance apparently so this is a company called BMC. I don't know what it stands for. I didn't feel like looking it up. Medical medical research company did a study, and they 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 wanted to get uh, cute with the title. So the the study the name of the study is "Can Touch This: 
You know, like that MC Hammer song, Can't Touch This? Fucking lame. Well, turns out fentanyl is something you can touch this. <laughs> can touch this. Training to correct police officer beliefs about overdose from incidental contact with fentanyl. Abstract. Misinformation about overdose risk from accidentally inhaling or touching fentanyl is uh, widespread among police in the United States. This may aggravate already elevated burdens of officer stress and burnout while chilling life-saving overdose response. Police education has shown promise in reducing false beliefs about fentanyl. To better understand the potential of training interventions in correcting police officer knowledge, we administered a 10-minute online training with corrective messaging about occupational overdose risk from fentanyl contact to 204 police officers from Indiana. Overall, 129 officers, 63%, completed baseline survey and 69 34% completed follow-up instrument. I don't know if that's supposed to be instrument, but it says instrument. Using a six-point Linkert scale, we documented assessment with the statement, quote, first responders who encounter fentanyl are at a great risk of overdose by touching it or inhaling it. At baseline, 80% expressed agreement, while 20% disagreed. After follow-up, 39% agreed, while 60% disagreed. So, like, they changed a few minds, but, like, not many. (laughs) Baseline responses varied in that those officers without a college degree and those on patrol were more likely to report false beliefs. (laughs) (laughs) I love that part (laughs) of that abstract. Yeah, basically they're fucking Christian idiots is what they are. That's also very concerning. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like going to police academy is supposed to be like two years of fucking college. Like, what? How did they get around that? They were just like, oh yeah, we'll take anybody. Actually, teach because it's these people fucking teaching the other ones. It's like it's just a endless parade of fucking you know mouth breathers. It's just yeah, (sighs) yeah. There was a police academy at the community college I went to when I first went to community college. Um, and all they did was fucking jog. Like half the time, they were just jogging around the campus in the <laughs> little police like academy shirts. Low rent ROTC, basically. And basically, yeah. I was like, do, "Are you learning to do anything other than jog?" And they're like, "Well, we go to the gun range sometimes." It's like, okay, so criminal justice, uh, crisis intervention, is that like, no, 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 just jogging and guns. Sweet. Yeah. So <laughs> I just love. I, I started reading that, and I was just like, "This is just getting better and better." And then lying about them all being <laughs> having no college education. <laughs> Uh, <sighs> God. Well, yeah, just just fucking preposterous. So right. I had one last thing here before we get out of here. And this is just, a, again, with our hodgepodge of random shit um, on the fly. This is just a random op-ed from somebody who is old and afraid. And I don't know the source of this or where they live, but this was just a screenshot on Twitter very briefly. After school, my granddaughter, nine, walks a quarter of a mile by herself from the bus stop to her house while her father works from home. She texts him when she gets on the school bus, and most days, she is the only child walking in the direction of her house. They live in a fairly safe suburb. I'm sure that means white. (laughs) But the situation seems dangerous to me. My concern is the constant traffic of gardeners, painters, and delivery people through the neighborhood who could harm her. Read, not white. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm guessing she doesn't mean harm her by hitting her with her car or with their cars. Her father believes the walk is good for her confidence, but I don't think it's worth the risk. I've offered to pay someone to meet the bus, walk her home and get her started on homework. But I was refused. My daughters defer to her husband. 
or my daughter defers to her husband. This situation keeps me up at night. Any suggestions? Signed, grandmother. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, I, mind I, your you fucking know. business. That's my suggestion. Like, it, you can't. You, Nine-year-old can't walk a quarter of a mile. Like my fucking, I live, grew up in the country. My driveway was an eighth of a mile long, right? <laughs> and it was fucking dark, and there were probably wolves. Um. So yeah, my my response to this was just like, yeah. I mean, if we're not careful, before long, that nine-year-old might be hiring gardeners, painters, and delivery people herself. <laughs> And especially in the fucking like suburbs, like I'm sure like, look, sure. There are places like I wouldn't want a nine year old kid to walk by themselves, you know, like they're they're for sure places. But like, you know, I'm sure there's I won't say zero risk, but very minimal risk to to, to that safety of this child to have them be walking a quarter of a mile. It's, you know, bus stop. This is what happens when you watch too many true crime shows and also like, you know, true detectives and you, you, you know think that like the guy tre- trimming the tree limbs above the power lines is just up there, like scoping out children to rape, That's you right. know, like, the, the king it's, it's almost never the case. Like, it's, right. Yeah. It's almost always somebody who is a relative that actually molests children. Right. Right. Uh, never a stranger who's up there just like busting their ass as, you know, doing menial task labor, <laughs> right. Doing your fucking degree grunt work. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, just it again feeds into the the fear mongering in the fifties to get people to be afraid of walking places and to drive a car everywhere. Right. So that shit drives me crazy, makes me laugh and cry at the same time. Oh God. Well, on that note, um, that does it for us this week. But uh, rate and view and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, helps the show out. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash move left idiots, soundcloud.com slash move left, patreon.com slash move left. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. And I'm on Twitter at in excess finally. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week, everybody.